Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, John. How are you this morning, Ed? I'm great. You're great? I'm great. Uh, this is our third year of having the podcast. Now, not three years in length, but three calendar years in which we have done our podcast. This reminds me, I was actually thinking that same thing as I was, uh, as I was getting ready to call you. And I was thinking about how um, I used to, when I was into baseball, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I had this big, thick book of all the statistics. Well, not A all. great book. All the statistics, but you know the, the encyclopedia, the, the baseball yeah. encyclopedia, yeah. exactly. And you could see what like each player's, uh, what years they played, and what their batting averages were, if they were pitchers, what their pitching stats were, and so on. And um, though I was never, I guess I was into sports a bit when I was a kid, but I was mostly into data. <laughs> and, right. And uh, and uh, the, maybe it was Johnny Bench or somebody, somebody who you know the rare thing of a, of a baseball player who had played. In four decades, yeah, right. They might only have played for twenty-one years, but they were they played in four decades. So, so yes, we've spanned we've spanned three. I think I think years. it's I think it's a meaningful metric. <laughs> Speaking of Johnny Bench, another interesting thing about Johnny Bench, he's one of the few baseball players um, whose name is a piece of baseball field equipment. <laughs> wait, wait, where is the bench? You sit oh, on the bench. The bench. Oh, of course, of the course, bench. the bench. Johnny Bench. Yeah, Johnny Bench. Uh-huh. Larry <laughs> Mound. <laughs> yeah, Larry Tom Mound. Second base. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Some, I'm sure somebody, some baseball player, has been named Field. Clint Cleet. Base. Uh, Cleet. <laughs> uh, uh. Bat. I'm sure there's been some. B a t t. We knew a bat in in Missoula, did we not? Yeah. Joe Bat from. I know a Chris Bat. Yeah, should have been a baseball player. He should have been. Might have taken been. a few swings. I don't know everything about Chris Bat. <laughs> I always it's always pleasant when someone's name corresponds to their um, corresponds to their career. There was a guy when I worked at a, when I had my summer of of uh, um, uh, bank telling uh, mm. in, in Missoula mm. uh, in the early nineties. Uh, there was you a tell company. that bank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell that bank. <laughs> uh, one of our uh, customers at one of the banks was a dentist named Terry Zahn. And I I told him, or actually his daughter, who was coming in to do the deposit for that week, that um, I pointed out that Zahn is, is German for tooth. Yeah. And she got very excited that someone knew that. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Happy New Year to you, Ed. And um, I a uh, couple of couple of news items. One culinary, and one not. I have to mention. One is the um, Kalashnikov died. Yes, ninety four years old. Yeah, no, this is the non culinary one. Yeah. I suppose you could go hunting for uh, maybe uh, reindeer uh, with a big tartar with an AK forty seven. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, the, Actually, the, it's 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 a, it'd, it'd be a nice convergence of sort of the the NRA's uh, you know movement to control everything and the foodie movement. You know, <laughs> oh, oh no. this is this is a very nice piece of, of venison. Uh, what caliber brought it down? <laughs> what what sort of gun was used? Oh to, yeah, uh, uh, surprise this. This this uh, this animal as it as it browsed. That would be like the the uh, conservative version of Portlandia. Yeah, something that could never exist, of course. But so um, anyway, I, this is not a super significant uh, news item, though. It's sort of uh, the guy lived to ninety four. Anyway, uh, the, the reason I mention it is I clicked on a link to um, Yahoo News is report on the guy's death this morning when I was when I was doing my morning, you know, news consumption. And uh, I just love the uh, first sentence. I love the lead of this piece on Yahoo News. Mikhail Kalashnikov started out wanting to make farm equipment, but the harvest he reaped was one of blood. As the designer of the AK-47 assault rifle, the world's most popular firearm. Wow. The harvest he reaped was, was one, one of, of blood. Guess, wait for it. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
It would have been different if, but the harvest he reaps was one of wheat. It, it was wheat. <laughs> he did design farm equipment. I was trying to spice it up. But inventively enough, he he <laughs> shot down the stalks of wheat with an AK-47. One by one. It was not uh, <laughs> efficient, but it was loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Some well, people's... rest in rest in peace, Kalashnikov. <laughs> oh boy, he he's been hospitalized for the past month with unspecified health problems. We can assume it wasn't gunshot wounds, right? They would specify that. Kalashnikov often said he felt personally untroubled by his contribution to bloodshed. I sleep well. It's the politicians who are to blame for failing to come to an agreement and resorting. Was this to written by an an Oberlin sophomore? <laughs> <laughs> oh geez <laughs> speaking of Oberlin sophomores I just read um, I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about this but I guess I can because not a ton of people listen to this podcast and it's not Google searchable no. uh, I just uh, submitted my review to the Guardian f- uh, for uh, Gary Steingart's memoir oh. uh, Little Failure I mean I'd, I'd, I'd like to read it uh, you should read it. I I, yeah. I find it hilarious. I I actually you might you might remember that I reviewed um, his last novel. I liked it a lot, but his mm-hmm. first two novels I I just <laughs> I just found overwhelming. They were just they were just too too much and uh, Panic. yeah. Um, yeah. But his he his writing has become very calm, still extremely funny and um, and ironic. But this is a beautifully written book about. Uh, Mostly about, most notably, I'd say about his childhood suffering. It's I think the book isn't quite as good when it gets to his years at Oberlin and becoming a successful novelist. Um, little of the edge comes out of it, but uh, but boy, I highly recommend it. It's very funny, and uh, mm-hmm. it's basically a, a, about you know trying trying to understand his parents. I think is the mm-hmm. is the is the whole thing. But there's a great there's a great long shtick about. Uh, about Oberlin going to Oberlin, and he and Rian had some of the same teachers, and were there at, around the same time. So, I'm I'm familiar with a lot of these uh, these motifs from my conversations with her. But uh, mm-hmm. for those uh, who are interested in this memoir, I suggest you go get it when it comes out in a couple of weeks. I guess next week. Oh, it's not out yet. I think uh-huh. it's about to come out. Yeah. What's the name of it? Little Failure, which yeah. was which was his mother's nickname for him. Oh, Little Failure. <laughs> yeah, fe- Failurchka. She in a sort of <laughs> mixture of Russian and English. His uh-huh. father called him Snotty, and his mother called him Failurchka. They were from uh, uh, Odessa. They're from Leningrad. Leningrad. Yeah, in Petersburg. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a, there's like a, 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 a sort of frame story in the book. He has a, a me- an incomplete memory of a day. Uh, with his father in Leningrad, and then he eventually goes back there with his parents a couple of years ago, um, and uh, remember, you know, re- remembers what really happened. It's not; it's actually not a, a great sort of plot twist, but it's a nice device for getting his, you know, getting him and his family there together. Um, but it's it's very moving, uh, surprisingly. I mean, it's it's uh, it you it employs uh, irony and uh, um, and wisecracking. Uh, a lot less than his novels have, and uh, and as a result, is really quite quite striking. So, <coughs> so yes, an Oberlin sophomore probably wrote this. The other news item I want to mention was um, I don't know if I talked to you about uh, about this partly because I I'd made a big deal out of trying not to eat too much meat, um, but I've pretty much given up on that now. Yeah. Uh, when I'm with yeah. Rian, who is continuing to to not eat meat for the most part, uh-huh. um, I I eat what she eats. But when I'm not with Rian, which is fairly often, uh, I'll eat whatever. And uh, so I'm I'm excited. My friend uh, Laurel is who is a listener of this podcast from time to time. Um, needs a ride home from the airport, and in exchange for picking her up at the airport tomorrow, uh, she's going to buy me food and drink at lot ten. Uh, everyone's current favorite bar, one of everyone's favorite bars in uh, Ithaca right now. Lot ten, Lot ten, where our, our band is playing in a few weeks. And uh, but the the one of the perks of Lot ten at the moment, um, and for some time now, has been a uh, what they call an indoor food truck called Belly, uh, which mm. is run by it's a it is a pork feature a pork focused culinary sort of pop up restaurant in the bar. Uh, run by these two guys, 
and uh, they I don't know what their connection is with um, this place called the Piggery, which is essentially a, a, a locally grown pork butcher shop in Ithaca. And they every everything on their menu is ten bucks, and it involves pork in some way, and it's mm-hmm. like a you know like a homemade uh, macaroni and cheese with with bits of local bacon in it or you know they have they've had scrapple they've had all kinds of of pork things and it is all amazingly delicious and i've just found out i'm going to eat there of course on friday but the um i've just found that this is their last month at lot 10 they're leaving lot 10 the plan seems to be and i i just saw this note on their facebook page um belly will be raising capital and hunting for a downtown space someday soon we'll open a bar with a focus on local eats so in the meantime, dry your tears and eat a pint of ice cream on your couch. We're not leaving permanently, just growing. So I wanted to give a little shout out to this amazingly awesome uh, temporary culinary phenomenon. I hope it doesn't take them very long. No, me too. Um, and it's so they'll have a big uh, backlog and surplus of pork. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Maybe they'll have a big. Have to throw some of it away. A piggy blowout. Yes. <laughs> What's their logo? Do they have a logo of like a, a pig in an apron licking no, his lips? Uh, no, I will. Um, let me copy the image for you, and I'll drop it into uh, into Skype. It's a it's a it's a like a little. Um, let's see. What? No, I'll just I'm just gonna drag the link in there. Okay, I'll take a look for you. So, does Lot Ten have a salt pun um, on their menu or a visible pun? Like a pillar of salt that they come and shave at the table uh, instead of salt shakers. You mean you're talking? How about... do they manage this this the salt uh, humor? <laughs> <laughs> how do they how do they relieve diners of the burden of trying to come up with something original? Um, I I imagine that I I've never um I've never asked them. Um... Server comes up behind you puts. Puts her his or her hands over your eyes and says, "Don't look back." You do, and then they turn. They replace your your dish with salt. <laughs> My assumption is that the uh, the bar is named after you know something from a from like a downtown survey map or something. But I I but I like the idea that you're that you're imposing upon them a biblical reference that <laughs> that they pro- probably do not desire. So I, I like I like the belly logo. Um, yeah. A little disturbed by the uh, ham slices uh, for the background. A little too, a little too real. It's a lot a of goddamn ham we're looking at right now. A little too real. Yeah. <laughs> this is a drag too because the band they say that their last uh, their last night is January Friday January twenty fourth and our band is playing there Saturday January twenty fifth which means that. I don't get to have belly food for dinner after sound check, as has become my habit. Yeah. Not Are you going to go through with it? <laughs> yeah. The the gigs off. <laughs> gigs off. <laughs> Works out. Gigs off. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go around the corner and get a piece of pizza, <laughs> or eat before before we leave, since it's a late show. But I usually. Get I get I you know moving all the equipment and I get nervous and I like little 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 nosh to calm me down before a show, especially since I'll probably drink too much and would like to have some food in me to yeah you know curb you, my, my reaction. Did you all have a New Year's Eve uh, souffle? Did you <laughs> <laughs> do anything to celebrate? You know, last night uh, it's been uh, a long running complaint um over the over the years not not a, not an intense complaint but a frequent one that um Rian says you know we we have we have several parties a year we invite a lot of people over because we like to entertain and uh uh but we don't get invited over as often as we invite others over uh yeah. which has not bothered me greatly because i like to stay home and i like to have people over and i think Rian but you notice but we notice we you notice, notice. We noticed. Notice. So, so this year, so and we're rarely invited to uh, New Year's parties um, because I think pe- most of our social circle just doesn't have parties. Um, I, I think we, we'll often meet people at a bar, 
for drinks. It's not like people are not social. But I think having a big do at your house is something that perhaps increasingly few, decreasingly few? How would you say that? Decreasingly more. <laughs> decreasingly more. Uh, people are willing to do this. And I don't know if this is a is a is an American cultural thing or it's just the, the company we keep or um you know that we mostly know artists and academics who who uh, would just as soon be alone i don't know but anyway uh we rarely get invited to new year's eve parties this year Fe we feature of age i suspect maybe isn't everyone having a midlife crisis though i guess no, they're not some people have people have uh, uh kids asleep yeah yeah that's true yeah. that's true that's true Although, as I've said before, a lot of our uh, a lot of our friends seem to be either twenty years older than us or you know fifteen years younger than us, and I I think that's because people our age not 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 only are bringing up kids, unlike Green and me who who had them fairly early for our uh, you know for our socioeconomic category, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but also are <laughs> become embittered. <laughs> The forty. I was talking about this last night. The forty-year-olds with kids in a college town are not the primary demographic. Yeah, it's a very small town within the small town of a college town. Yeah, of of people in their thirties and forties with with kids. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we were bringing up our kids, mostly in our in our thirties, uh, we it it felt like we lived entirely in that in that small town. You know that all of our friends were people who had kids and who we whom we'd met on the playground, and uh, we would have to, you know, it was easier to accommodate each other's uh, social, you know, needs yeah. uh, because we were accustomed to having to, you know, uh, deal with them ourselves. Um, but uh, uh, but anyway, this year we actually got invited to uh, three parties. And uh, we had every intention of going to them, stopping by each one. We uh, RSVP'd on the Evites. By the way, the Evite is a horrible, horrible thing. Yes. And uh, and uh, then at about four o'clock, Rian got home. Rian's been doing this. Uh, she and her friend are working together uh, on uh, Rian on her thesis and novel, and her friend on 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 something else at the Barnes and Noble Cafe every day. This is their winter break plan. So uh, she came home from her session and said, okay, what, 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 who's, whose house are we going to? I was like, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And she's like, and then, and then when, when are we doing that? I was like, I guess we're just doing it all, all evening long. And she said, how are you feeling right now? Because I, I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm getting a headache. And I was like, "Yeah, my throat's a little sore." Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up just uh, uh, we made some uh, cornbread and and uh, uh, black eyed peas, and uh, and w went into the the new uh, TV room and uh, yes. and watched watched episodes of Bob's Burgers in Portlandia um, for a couple of hours. Did you watch Christmas in the Car? No. Is this the most recent? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we ha we are not up to that point in the sea. We bought a season pass on oh, iTunes, and we are we're we just passed Thanksgiving. We uh, tried to watch it. We were very tired <clears throat> last night. It was mid midnight came around, and uh, we thought one of our, our devices to try to stay up was was watch the new Bob's Burgers. Yeah, and and I still have about ten minutes to go. It's only a twenty minute program. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was late. But there's, it's getting weirder and weirder. Bob's yeah. Burgers, yeah, more, more little weird, uh, unacceptable asides that these little jokes that take a quarter of a second <laughs> that are, um, you know, magnificent. <laughs> yeah, usually about farts. You know, the the, the original uh, proposal for the show is that they were going to be cannibals. No, really? Yeah, they were going to be. It was going to be a family of cannibals. Um, who uh, owned a, a burger shop? Wow, that got toned down a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Although yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, it's one of the best, um, one of the best dramatizations, comic dramatizations of parenthood, and 
childhood I've seen in a long time. I think the the the, the personalities of the kids and the relationships between them and the parents are are really the heart of that that show. It's a great show. Lots yeah. of sexual humor this season, though. Yeah, a lot of sex toys and things. Yep, and it's great. That's San uh, Francisco. <laughs> there's a um, <laughs> there's a uh, there was one bit. In the episode we just watched, it would have been the one right before Christmas, um, where uh, Linda is uh, – her high school rock band is reuniting for the, yes. for, the, for the high school reunion. And she sings this song about um, – she, her sexy parts have been ruined by children, but she's still got two out of five. And the and the first time she says this, there is this split-second scene of – I believe it's Bob going – one, two, <laughs> and of course, Rena and I were talking about this this morning. We were trying to figure out what the five were, and then just decided that's the point. You're, uh-huh. <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to be contemplating what the five might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good episode. It's a good show. Great voices: Eugene yeah. Merman, yeah, Kristen Schaal, John Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a good good show. Have you seen The Workaholics? No, what's that? It's another outrageous, offensive sitcom that uh, I adore. Oh, good. Three stoners um, <laughs> just getting stoned. <laughs> yeah, well, Trying now. Trying to hold down a, 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 like a telephone marketing job. We've got, uh, now we've got, you know, we've got the Apple TV set up. So in a, yeah. in a Blu-ray player. So we've got, you know, we can watch discs and we can stream stuff. And, uh, and we're, we've been doing it a lot, actually. Yeah, a lot you, got of, a lot, you got a lot of catching up to do. We, we really do. I was flipping through Netflix <laughs> yeah. just to see, because I didn't realize we've had only streaming Netflix for a long time, um, and I haven't, I I just had didn't realize how few movies are actually available for streaming. So yeah. I went, because now we can actually watch discs, I signed up for the, you know, the disc. Uh, um, how many are you getting? Just, just one at a time. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you get three, it goes a lot faster. Yeah, <laughs> you can work your way down that queue. I know, I know. No, no, I just don't have time. But, uh, but well, I got for instance, I just got Argo. You can't stream Argo, so yeah. uh, I, you know, I got the disc for that. And I was going through all the you know, the stuff they recommend for you, and maybe two and ten are streamable. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was shocked. And the, all these movies, I remember they came out, and I thought, oh, I should go see that, and, and then I never do. Yeah. So, so yeah, TV. I'm gonna be watching some TV. It's good. It's good for you. <laughs> Settle the, in. It's the opposite. Do you have, do you have a recliner? Do the you have exact, a good... pre- the precise opposite of what you said two weeks ago, which ah, is that it's terrible. Who keeps track? <laughs> we don't have a recliner, but we bought a love seat for the for the room. Oh, the room cute. looks nice. You would like it. You know what I've done. I've put in two things that are significant for you in this room, the, the bookshelves that surround the TV, because this is how Rian and I made the compromise, that there would be yeah. a TV, but only if it was completely surrounded by books. And she made like a um, really uh, charming, like a, gr- a, a green velvet, like a uh, uh, movie like a theater curtain. Show, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. It looks great. So now uh. we we pull the curtain over the TV, so there's, there's not this... Uh, I was talking to Virginia about this, and she pointed out that she's thinking of getting rid of her TV. She, yeah. uh, she said the problem with having a TV in the room is that when you're in the room and the TV is off, people look at it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but now, but Rian has yeah. solved this problem. I'm by, looking at mine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, little buddy. How's it going over there? I, uh, uh, I'm i not proud of, of, of watching TV. Hey, little but rectangle. I, I went, to, went home for Christmas. Yeah. I was there for, for a week. And, wait, wait, uh, wait, I gotta wait. I gotta finish what I gotta finish my thought, which is the thing that's relevant to you, which is that we have put two important things in these bookcases: poetry uh, and books by friends. Oh, sweet! So all the Ed Skoog is now in the family room. Very good. Just wanted you to know that. So go all ahead, go. Two books. <laughs> no, uh, multiple copies of both books. Some oh, of them. Nice. Some of them are pre-wrapped to give as gifts to people. Oh, very good. Which Rian did a while ago. We've been slowly oh. books by you and Melena Morling. We we uh, pre-wrapped as as gifts to poetry loving friends. And um, Il Penseroso and L'Allegro. Do you have uh, the other copy of it? it yes, I do. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think mine is ever was ever bound. 
anyway, anyway uh, and I've got uh, I've got a bunch of toolkits as well. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, you can throw those away. No, no, I love them. For the those not in the know, toolkit was uh, Ed's. <laughs> throw those away, like Alicia Aronimo did. I know <laughs> several of my copies are the ones I rescued from the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ed, Ed's uh, master's thesis slash chapbook, or or were they? Was the master's thesis the same co- contents as the chapbook? No, it's much smaller, and uh, I had to finish it before the thesis. So, yeah, just a little handful of what fifteen poems or so, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, you were saying you were saying I was sitting out there in the dumpster behind the Rizal. <laughs> It was shocking. It was shock. This thing, the thing about living in an apartment building with one dumpster is like you. You learn a lot. You learn a lot <laughs> about people, you know. Mm-hmm. And when our neighbors and friends and mutual friends threw out some stuff, and we went out there to, you know, toss our sack of cat litter. Sure enough, there's a there's a little pile of toolkits in there. Yeah, not good. The Rizal Security Agency. Or <laughs> I say. <laughs> <laughs> consists most the technology consists mostly of looking at the dumpster before you throw your trash in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, do you remember? I've told you the whole story about there's a uh, a young woman who lived in the building uh, who who lost her mind, and I guess you could, that, that's not a, that formulation is really everybody is not acceptable that. anymore. But she definitely was suffering from some kind of mental illness, and we can't say lost your mind. I don't know. Um, I think I hope that's still okay because I say it all the time. Really, my go-to. It's, it's very handy. Yeah, it's a as a blanket diagnosis for someone whose whose actual specific problem you do not know the identity of. Right. Gone mad. I I'm I miss gone mad. Gone mad. I guess I say lost. I'll say somebody's lost their mind. Usually not referring to an actual psychological break, but somebody's life falling apart or, uh, uh, you know behaviors before or after a divorce yeah uh you know weird money choices rather than you know <clears throat> real so, insanity this this woman um was very nice and we actually thought maybe we'd become friends with her when she moved in but um and she had a she had a cat and uh she um just slowly became more and more erratic and then one day we found everything she owned in the dumpster oh, including right. like her like her cat carrier and litter box and stuff and she disappeared and um her family came looking for her i'm sure i'm getting parts of the story wrong rian will remember it better than me but um her family came to town to to, to look for her and our landlord went into her Broke into her apartment, not broke in, but it let himself into her apartment and found like almost all her stuff was gone, but there was shoes and the fridge and food and the, like f- things rotting in the cupboards. And it was clearly very st- strange behavior patterns were evidenced yeah. by the. And they eventually found her, um, like they found her car on some mountain road and she was wandering in the, in the woods, um, like uh, lost. And uh, we never saw her again. I mean, we we heard that uh, she had, you know, was under care and was 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 getting better. But uh, you didn't go out into the woods to look at her wandering around. No, <laughs> no, we didn't. We heard that she was wandering around the woods, so we went out into the woods and watched her for a while. Sure enough, yeah. <laughs> it was her. You wandering. know, if the woods were just a couple of blocks away, <laughs> if the woods were right behind Orange Street Food Farm, we probably would have taken yeah. a look. Yeah. There she goes. Look at that. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Well, that's a woods wandering. <laughs> but you started saying you started talking when I was talking about the bookshelves and the and the 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 TV theater. You started to tell me a story, and then I interrupted you. Oh, I just just went went home for 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 eight days, and the TV was on constantly, and it's a kind of electroshock therapy that now I'm okay with everything. <laughs> it was football, yeah, and it was really loud. My father's older, and. uh and yeah. he doesn't know how loud the TV is. It's really loud. Like you can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, just fine with him. So you're I, watching some goddamn football. Watched a lot of football. Yeah. I wanted to watch one game, which was you know the, the alma mater's bowl game, Kansas State versus, I don't know. I don't know who they played. 
some other team. It's all right. You don't have to know. I don't know who it was. <laughs> it was it was it was some teenage we boys. Beat them. Some no, great it was it some was... great big teenage boys. It was Michigan. Oh. It was the mighty wolf men of wishing Wishington. Michigan Michigus. <laughs> I don't know. Is it but that <clears throat> there's a lot of other football I had to wade through. Um, also, everyone got sick. Uh, oh, we, no. we we flew in. Oh, you mentioned that Topeka. in an email, yeah. Flew into Topeka. Oscar had uh, spit up a little bit on the plane, you know, yeah. on the way into town. Just a little, <clears throat> nothing major. Babies do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But he was carrying the pestilence. Yeah. 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 And everyone, almost everyone that we came in contact with got violently ill. <laughs> We had a Christmas uh, dinner planned for 22 people, like a lot of the family and and some in-laws and some neighbors. It was going to be a big dinner. We had smoked turkey and a ham. There was going to be an open house. There were a lot of cookies. There were a lot of baking. Christmas Day rolls around. I've got you know a, a healthy nephew, 21 years old, doesn't come downstairs all day. He's upstairs all day. Uh, other brothers, uh, you know, they call say we're not we're not coming in. You all are ill we'll, we'll die <laughs> if we come and uh, and they get sick anyway because you know they picked us up from the airport uh so this big dinner for, you know for, for 21 that me and my and jill and, and my uh, uh, brother and sister from texas were going to prepare and, and, and spent days sort of preparing became like a light salad for five that was mostly <laughs> poked and prodded and then pushed away <laughs> oh god oh god yeah. There was no uh, real. There was there were some periods of opening of presents when there were um, enough people downstairs to to sit upright. Oh God! So it all happened in shifts. That's <sighs> terrible. Well, you know that's I that's very sad to 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 miss to miss the Christmas catharsis because as long as we're going to live in this in this uh, hideous yep. consumer culture. We we might as well enjoy the payoff and uh, might as you, well come when you don't. Right? We're going to spend 365 days of our year jacking ourselves off <laughs> consumerist <laughs> masturbation. We might as well have some satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should exactly. be crass. Uh, Should no, be very crass. <laughs> no. I think that's a that's a very appropriate uh, appropriate metaphor. And uh, that's it didn't you didn't get it you didn't get the satisfaction it kind of dribbled out your Christmas come. I think that pushed it over the edge. Of oh press. come on! I, that I was still within the realm of you took of me you took me good, right up but edgy taste. You took me right up to the door edgy. and you gestured at the door and invited me to open it and then I opened yeah. it and you just shook your head you shook your head how could you shame how could on you him. do that shame on shame on us all everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was uh, still it was a nice Christmas. It's nice to be home. Uh, I think my dad was a little a little sad, both because he was very ill, yeah, um, which included uh, 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 some projectile vomiting in front of everybody. Oh God! <laughs> a ten foot arc. <laughs> oh God! On Christmas Eve. Uh, but I think he was you know he was older, looking forward to uh, a house full of uh, cheerful children and grandchildren and. People in sweaters, and instead we were all shivering under thin sheets. Yeah, sorry Daring. to hear it. Drinking water. Um, but everyone survived. You know, it's a nice Christmas. A lot of football. Um, some nice political arguments oh, that I good. got into, despite good. every effort not to. Um, one of the things I discover when I go home is uh, strongly held opinions that I don't actually have. <laughs> I just take these knee-jerk positions just i don't know to stay awake <laughs> i think i threatened to fight one of my brothers about the minimum wage really I'm not sure yeah i'm not sure yeah <laughs> then we were talking about uh snowden edward snowden yeah and that you you can't really have it both ways either you don't like the security state um and he is uh uh you know, he took bold um, action and is kind of courageous yeah. for what he did. Yeah. Or you think he's a traitor and what he betrayed was the security state that you love. Right. <laughs> right. But you can't really have it both ways. But we like to have things both ways. Yeah. In, 
in my conservative household. And so I, I felt like I'd, I'd really pulled out a trump card, you know. <laughs> and my brother said, well, all I know <laughs> is, that when, is that whenever Lindsay Lohan goes to jail <laughs> that night, they show her movies on cable. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? What exactly? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. All I know. <laughs> yeah. Is that but is it are we supposed to are we supposed to get a, a generalized lesson out of that? Is that a If you like, if the gentleman pleases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of football. I went to church. Oh yeah, uh, and I, was, I, I didn't burn. I don't go to church. No one, no one expects me to go to church. As, uh, as often, one who does not is not observant does when one goes home. Is what I meant by that. True. Yeah, but even even but not even, you. Even so I haven't been in a church for like a regular service since I don't know the eighties. Yeah, me neither. Well, 90s for me. I've, I've been like some weddings and funerals, but just like yeah. a regular old Sunday. Uh, there were some skits. My uh, my my dad, we went because my dad had been asked to come and and uh, give, uh, read, read some Bible stuff, some verses to mm -hmm. kind of set up the sermon. Oh, you know, okay, sure. Give the, the scriptural readings because mm -hmm. uh, he has, my dad has a great reading voice, old you know, politician and lawyer, and he, you know, he reads with great authority. He sounds like the Bible. <laughs> um, and uh, so I th and he, he had agreed to do that, not realizing that we were going to still be there on, on Sunday. Oh. And, so, um, and I thought it would be fun for Oscar to see Papa. Yeah. Know, uh, yeah, so we went. And I hadn't, hadn't been for a long time. Now, the church, Central Congregational Church, was, is a, uh, when I was a kid, it was, it was a very heavily attended church. It's a big building with, you know, this extra building with lots of things going on. That's my memory. Now, maybe a couple dozen people there Sunday after Christmas. You know, lots of empty rooms. It used to be like daycares and classes and nothing. We just walked really? around. Yeah. Um, don't know all of the features. It's a, you know, it's a downtown church. General kind of white flight, even in Topeka. Most of the congregants who do come live a long ways away. You know, neighbors don't go there. Um, so is is your is your theory here that um, American, if we're generalizing, that um, American uh, religious observance is polarizing, as as it has in politics? That is to say, that you're you either don't do it at all or you do it all the way. That sort of uh, workaday. American religious observance is on the wane. I have no idea. I don't know if you can generalize from this this church. Yeah, some central congregational, um, but I, I think it's it's true for for these kind of you know non non charismatic non evangelical uh, Protestant sort of churches that used to be, I think, significant. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know how they're doing. Um, don't care that much. Yeah, either. yeah. You know, you know, it's not really my my fight, but uh, uh, but still, I was sort of walking around what was was kind of a a ruin, you know. Um, one thing is, is, people were saying that this is the first Sunday in 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 years that the the Westboro Baptist Church hasn't picketed. That's what I was going to ask if there was yeah. there was any uh, Phelps uh, presence. They've been they've been picketing since they started picketing in 1991. The, one of the they send, they send out like the B team or the C team, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, to, so you'd have to, so for decades to go to central congregational on Sunday morning, you'd have to cross the Phelps picket line, you know, mm -hmm. that probably had an effect. Probably you know? not an invigorating effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, uh, so it was, it was interesting to go to church. I don't know. I don't think I'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the entire hour? It's long, man. It's just like when I was a kid. 
Yeah. It takes a long time. Uh, there were some skits. I don't know if I approve of skits. <laughs> no. Yeah, church. They've got a new minister, uh, long hair, who uh, I think has uh, would like it to be kind of an activist church for for good and and justice and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I think that that uh, I mean I think it it, it has been. Um, I think it, it probably will continue to be, but it's a uh, uh, you know it's it's a little. Yes. Uh, sad to see somebody trying to to reinvigorate something for one purpose when it's sort of dying generally, you know. Yeah. Like trying to rally the troops to go fight for justice, which I think probably means you know, uh, uh, you know, pr- continuing to present an, an alternative to the Phelpses and you know, probably gay marriage is probably policy sort of uh, reactions, you know, for it, you know, f- for marriage equality and things like that. Um, but it's a room full of. 80-year-olds, you know, yeah. who are just sort of uh, going to, to be just so that somebody's there. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the rollover of institutions is always a, is always a sad and yeah. kind, of, kind of moving sight, you know? Yeah. I mean, again. You don't care. Not my battle. Right. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't want, you know, I, 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 I suppose it's useful that lots of people go to church uh, if it's providing some sort of baseline decency <laughs> that I can enjoy yeah. without having to, to go. I don't believe in any of it. so. But uh, it's nice buildings. You know the Larkin poem, Church Going? Yes. Yeah. bit like that. Shall we? Shall we br- shall we bring it up? Yeah, let's see. Oh, I've still got the, the all that pork in the background on my browser. <laughs> you want to make you want to make that your uh, your desktop? <laughs> I don't ever want to see it again. Oh shit! This poem's much longer than I remember. Oh, it's too long. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it. Yeah, but I'll I'll put it in the link. Oh, the, actually, this is great. The uh, the version of it that came up on Google cont- features. It's something called a website called the Art of Europe. They're talking about the little dancing man up in the corner. The little dancing man in the corner. Look at that. You go, little dance man. He's going. He's moving. He's moving. That's some woods wandering. Yeah. Let Uh, me read the last. Let me read the last two stanzas. Okay. Pretty short. Or the last a little bit. I wonder who will be the last, the very last, to seek this place for what it was. One of the crew that tap and jot and know what rude lofts were. Some ruined biber, randy for antique, or Christmas addict, counting on a whiff of gown and bands and organ pipes and myrrh. Or will it be my representative, bored, uninformed, knowing the ghostly silt dispersed yet tending to this cross of ground through suburb scrub, because it held unsplit so long and equably what senses found only in separation, marriage and birth and death, and thoughts of these for which was built this special shell. For though I've no idea what this accoutred, frousty barn is worth, it pleases me to stand in silence here. A serious house on serious earth it is, in whose blent air all our compulsions meet are recognized and robed as destinies. And that much can never be obsolete, since someone will forever be surprising a hunger in himself to be more serious and gravitating with it to this ground which he once heard was proper to grow wise in, if only that so many dead lie round. Nice. I think... The main, I think, what what is really dooming Central Congregational Church of my youth is there's no graveyard attached to it. Really, no graveyard. What the hell kind of church doesn't have a graveyard? Congregational church. No, no, none. Actually, I suppose or a lot of them the do. They're kind of the New Englandy ones do, but yeah. This is Topeka. We hide our dead. You've got. You get your baptism font. You get your graveyard. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. That's that's advertising right there. Yeah. So do you have any predictions for the new year? Jill had some. Would you like to know what they are? Yeah. I don't have any. Things, 
Things that are going to be big in 2014. Okay. According to Jill. Yeah. Shaggy dogs. Mm. Uh, pastels. Yeah. Uh, decoupage crafts. Sort of collages with glue. And flower paste. F- flower paste. That was mine. <laughs> Like that you that you make paste with flour to to paste with to paste with yeah is is that is this a, is this an Oscar and Ed project could be well it's, I suppose it's what you use for paper mache but I I like to see more of it sometimes in our annual what what are some things that are going to be big in the coming year list yeah you don't necessarily know in what way they're going to be big. <laughs> That gives you a little latitude. They're going to be popular or trendy. (laughs) But these are some things that are going to play a major part in the upcoming year. Shaggy dogs, flower paste. Um, uh, Words pronounced by a toddler adorably. Mispronounced adorably by toddlers. That's going to be a big thing for us. Let's let's hear him say decoupage. Yeah. Sounds the same as any other word that he says. Or cloisonne, for that matter. Oh, I don't know what that is. Is that like a shiffa robe? <laughs> no, I can't remember. It's some sort of crafty thing. Oh. Cloisonne. Hold on. It's uh, Cloisonne is an ancient technique. It's ancient, Ed, for decorating uh-huh. metalwork objects in recent centuries using vitreous enamel and in older periods also inlays of cut gemstones, glass, and other materials. Yeah. Example? <laughs> Uh, if you were to see these pictures on Wikipedia, you'd say, "Oh, that shit." Yeah, but it's it's. I, it, I can it, imagine. Yeah, it's 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 putting enamel on metal, basically. So, uh, yeah, I am on. Um, oh, w- did you do anything last night? Went to a Chinese place. Yeah, we're going to one tonight. Oh, I, I got to tell you about the Chinese place. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, but go on, go on. I had, yeah. I had the Hawaiian Five O plate. Which was uh, I don't know what was Hawaiian about it. There's some pineapple, and uh, Jill had uh, uh, the the golden something, which was a fish. Uh, we a fish. we ordered off we ordered by name off the specials. What which specials found had the best names? Uh, she had it's... the golden dragon, which was a fried fish. Yeah, and, of course it was. And uh, I had the Hawaiian five o, which was a jumble of food with some some pineapple. Um, and then uh, I went – so we have some friends who are divorced, and so we saw one of them for a little while, and then the other one. Uh, Is this a, a recent late, divorce? Mm, well, the last couple of years. Is the new configure, friendship configuration awkward still, or have you gotten used to it? Well, if they'd had the good manners but probably bad idea to stay together, we would have been able to see them both on New Year's Eve at the same time. Ah, yeah. Um, but uh, I wanted to see them. And uh, so I just got a growler of beer from good, the Kettle good. House, uh, the half alligator shark, half man combination, <laughs> which is the Eddie out combined with the double hull, which they call for some reason half alligator shark, half man. I'm glad they did. It's delicious. And went over and uh, drank that beer with, uh, with my friend who's off to Paris in a couple of days. So we... Talked about Paris, which I've never been to. You ever been to Paris? I've not. I actually, it looks like I may get to go to Paris this year because um, Mailman, my novel Mailman, is being translated into French. I didn't know this. Yes, and it's supposed to be coming out there maybe in February or March. The, what is y- the French title? Um, Le Mailman? Something, yeah, maybe. It might just be Mailman, actually. I've uh, I've, I've seen, I mean, uh, I've Someone keeps uh, someone who's the. Tra- I've I've been in touch with the translator. She and I have been uh, ex- having these exchanges about what certain things mean. And I realize how you know you don't realize until someone tries to translate your work into another language how idiomatic you are. Yeah. Even if you think you're you're writing in standard English, uh, so so much of so much of uh, writing uh, relies on. You know, unwittingly when you're writing it, but re- relies on sort of 
these connections of these these cultural connections and subtle kind of shadings, cultural shadings that might make no sense whatsoever to a translator. Slim shadings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh um so anyway, uh it's it it seems seems to be <clears throat> proceeding apace and I think it's it's going to ha- it's going to happen in late winter. Oh good. And they've talked so you about you might get to go over uh, to uh to try to read it in French? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know any French. I'm nervous. You will have to read it you know in what? French. I'm <laughs> or you'll go to jail. <laughs> Pen will take up your your cause. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sarkozy, I don't know if he's he's not even the president anymore. Yeah. Release John Lennon from your jails. <laughs> yeah, um I'm actually We will not <laughs> release him until he speaks. I've been I've been paying the, into the, the mailman in French. I've been paying into the uh the pen pot for, for some yeah. time and I uh time for them to step up and help you. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Uh, I guess. I guess I'm not going to find it. Um, someone, uh, the publisher keeps tweeting little e- edited galleys uh-huh. of the of the French mailman, and this is all the, the, all I've seen of it. And uh, they've you know th- they've tweeted some photos of it. I was going to read read from the photos, but I can't find it now. I think the French mailman would be a nice <laughs> title for your next book. <laughs> Le mailman français. It is not a sequel. It is just. <laughs> The French mailman. No, no, it's another book about another mailman. <laughs> this one is French. <laughs> uh, so the the other the other sort of drama of the uh, the past week of our week off from the podcast was um, so we had a, we had a nice Christmas. Oh, I was going to tell you about spicy Asian. So yeah, Christmas Eve we went out for Chinese food. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, we went in, and uh, you know, all of our sort of conservative and orthodox Jewish uh, acquaintances were all eating together at a giant table. And they got up there, like, "Ah, oh, you're pretending to be Jews!" <laughs> and uh, so, this place—it's uh, a new restaurant in Ithaca called Spicy Asian—and um, it's amazing. They have a very—they have a pretty conventional American-style Chinese menu, and then oh. the last two pages are Szechuan, which is their their thing and uh so we got all this stuff off the szechuan menu and it was freaking great it was i've been wanting someone to make a good salt and pepper squid in ithaca for many many years and that has finally happened where have you had this before uh portland oregon oddly Uh um i've never had this yeah it's a good it's a good dish, a good Szechuan dish. Uh, I don't know how traditional it is and don't care, but uh, it's very similar. The What I had here in Ithaca is very similar to the one that I had in uh, um, in Portland. I can't remember the name of the place in Portland, but um, it, was the, it was the place where we had to take two cars there, and one person, a, a mutual friend of ours, turns out since the time, the previous time I had seen him, had developed a highly irrational but very intense fear of driving over bridges. And so he had to take, the other car took this incredibly circuitous route that took half an hour more to arrive at the restaurant than we did because he was not capable of driving over a bridge. And then when we're just wondering what the hell happened to them, and then finally they got there. And I think someone had a cell phone. This was like in the early cell phone era. Uh, Actually, probably the mid cell phone era, but it, they were they were they were the early era of them being on my radar, and called someone in our car and said said sorry can't drive over a bridge, which I didn't understand at all. But anyway, the salt and pepper squid was great. I, I have sympathy for people who suffer. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna are you are gonna say however now? <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> I just think that some 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 <laughs> suffering could be alleviated by some planning. <laughs> You know, some can't. A lot can't. Most suffering cannot yeah. be alleviated by a map. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, sadly, sadly that's a happens. horrible. That's a horrible. Um, it'd be like living in a word problem. <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrible indeed. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to tell you about about my two two days in. 
there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of little hells you can live in for a temporary amounts of time for for periods of time yeah um but i think i the one the maybe the one that tortures me more than others is that is the technology hell like i'm it's very important to me that my tech is working right um because i want it to be transparent i don't want to think i i like technology because it enables me to do a lot of things that would either be difficult i'm looking at your skype window and i'm seeing a lot of technology behind you i've got a lot of technology here Uh, musical technology uh, communications technology work technology got some nice headphones do i have some nice headphones and i don't want to think about whether my headphones are nice or not or whether or not my mic is going to work. I want to have them ready to go and for them to work, and they do. And so it's my it's my habit to get my tech straight and, and then put it out of my mind. Get it um, correct. Get it correct, exactly. Toby, for some months now, has been making noises about building a gaming PC. And I have been increasingly nervous about this prospect because I... Toby's a very capable person, but he's never done this before, and I strongly suspected that if he did this thing, if he saved up money, bought the parts, and then assembled them, there would be a lot of troubleshooting, and most of it would be done by me. And so this is what happened. You know, the, the, he, he bought most of the parts himself, the last few I bought him for Christmas. So the day after Christmas, we um, unpacked all the parts and and built the computer we put the motherboard in the case we put the memory on it and the cpu on it and the graphics card and you know and uh wired it all together and i'd never done this before so i has had i had the internet out i had manuals out and figuring which cables to plug into which jacks and everything and powered it up and then we had to install uh um uh windows and then had to install all the drivers for all the hardware because this is what it's like if you're experienced at this this is very simple but if you don't just you know buy a, go to best buy and buy a computer uh the advantage is there's no junkware on it but the disadvantage is there's also none of the other stuff that you need and uh then his so you know every step of the way we did something wrong and had to do it again the driver we couldn't find the correct drivers for the was it the 64-bit windows or the 32-bit windows and then his wi-fi adapter didn't work so i had to run a an ethernet cable up to his bedroom which meant um going running it across the ceiling of the basement and up the side of the house in his bedroom window like a hundred foot ethernet cable which used to be mine and used to lead to this music studio that you're now looking at um which is and now I'm this my computer's on Wi-Fi instead of Ethernet, which is actually I was afraid that, that it would make this podcast difficult to record, but it's actually working just fine. So I'll just stick with Wi-Fi. But anyway, uh, and then finally, the computer kept overheating once everything was together. So uh, his friend Paul, Toby's friend Paul, came over and um, uh, and said, "You've you did the CPU wrong. You applied the thermal paste incorrectly." And he said, "Ask your dad for some flour paste." No, <laughs> some, it's starting. It's some, starting. No, we're past flour paste. God damn it, that's over. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's he brought over his own paste, non-flour paste, and he asked me for a, a coffee filter and some rubbing alcohol. And he said, it's "Because the coffee filter is dust-free." And he used the coffee filter and rubbing alcohol to wipe off all the old, poorly applied paste. And then he applied the new paste, and it's working great now. And so I actually overheard Toby uh, before uh, his, Paul's parents came to get him. Or actually, Rhea and I were going to drive him home because we were going out that night. Um, we overheard Toby saying, uh, so thanks. Uh, can I pay you? And Paul said, no, you don't have to do that. And Toby said, here's $6. <laughs> and he later said that he just didn't want to, he didn't want Paul to feel like he was taking advantage of their friendship to troubleshoot That's his computer. So, But anyway, I spent two two days in this. It was, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, now it seems silly to have been so emotional about it. But it was really depressing. It meant so much to Toby, and it wasn't working. And the idea that he'd spent all this money and thought about this for so long, and it was failing, and it was overheating, and the internet didn't work, and nothing worked. Ugh. Thermal paste. 
Yeah, thermal paste. Anyway, he's he just he spent the past you got few it days. Done. It's a great project. We got it done, and he's playing it's a great Assassin's Father-son project. Oh, the other thing is that we couldn't get the monitor to work. We couldn't get the screen resolution yeah. right, so we had to go out and buy a, a new monitor because we were using an old VGA monitor, and yeah, had to go out and get him. Uh, so has he started playing games on it? He's he just played Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, I think he's he's embroiled uh, in that. I, I went up. When all was said and done, I went up the stairs to ask him if it was going okay, and I knocked and I leaned in. And I was like, "Hey, how's it working?" And he said, "Shh, I'm in a bar brawl." <laughs> it's working very well, then. It's working very well. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the the drama's over. My book review yeah. was handed in. Uh, yeah. With any luck, I'll get back to my novel before too long. How about you? You gonna write? You gonna write? You gonna write in 2014? You gonna write? What you gonna yeah. write? I'm gonna write write some more of this book of poems. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it's going well. I finished the Grateful Dead tapes poem, which had ended up taking a month. It ended up much smaller. We've been talking about it for a while. How, how long yeah. is it? Oh, no, it's, it's a two-page poem. Oh, okay. No, it's, you know, 60 lines. Took out a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, see see where, where, where it goes next. just want to write another... Uh, 15 or 20 of those poems like that. I think that's probably a book. I don't know. How, including, we'll see. In this 15 and 20 poems like that, in, and then in addition to the ones you were writing last year when things were going yeah. so well? Yeah, I've got, you know, I don't know, printed it out. Oh. It's about 55 pages, but um, that includes a long, this long sequence that just came out in the Seattle Review, and I, I looked at it, and I, I, I think it belongs in in a book, but maybe not this book, because um, it's what's it called stricter. Ruidosa is the name of that poem. It's in the Seattle Review. It's not online. Oh, that's I was just googling it. I don't think it's online. But, um, so, yeah, just just keep working on that book. Um, excited to, to see where it takes me. Yeah, me too. More poems. Um, that's about all. I want to play piano more. I'd like to get to get better at the piano. You know, I've got a little piano for my birthday, and uh, like to get the, get a little one, more proficient. The one that you used uh, during our live our live recording. That's right, as, Missoula. As there you, uh, it is. There it is. Hey, and uh, remember, there's still a little bit that I could learn about the playing of the piano. There's a there. You, there's a few things you might still be able to pick up. There's room, for, a little bit of room for improvement. I think just a little. Yeah, just a just a bit. And I, uh, uh, my own musical efforts this break have consisted of. Co- did you hear? Did you, I tweeted it, but I don't think you were active on Twitter that week. That uh, I covered that song of Alice Boland's. Oh, uh, um, it's over. I mean, I recorded a cover of it. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. No, I was uh, not a lot of internet that week. Mostly yeah. vomiting and football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, do you want to wrap this thing up? Sure. This is a uh, solid opening. Well, another for thing this, of, of, uh, for of 2014 year. lunchbox is uh, uh, is uh, to, to be to truly weekly, so that our our, really? our listeners can, can depend on it for their long drives whenever they might take them. You made it. We were, you... we were a little loosey goosey the last few months. Three weeks or so in between, all, all yeah. entirely. Fine, three, three weeks is too long, but uh, yeah. well, you're you're returning to Seattle when next week? Uh, yeah. So Couple you'll days. have you'll have a long period of after that. You'll be have a long period of of calm. You hope. We can call it that. <laughs> and uh, what what about uh, you know what about uh, next summer? Do you are. Uh, you're going to be doing some kind of uh, live show kind oh, of I thing. Oh, I hope so. Um, still need to nail that down a bit. I've got people li- lined up for it and uh, everything kind of in line to do it, except for kind of a final green light. Okay. Okay. Still waiting kind of for the final green light on on getting that uh, done. But I I hope that that's what I'm doing this this summer and I and longer. I I hope. I don't All know. right. Good. Good. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. This is going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Maybe I'll get a job. Going to do some writing. Going to do some shows. A lot of shows. Yeah. A lot of writing. Going to get a job. What's What's going on in 2014 for Starry Mountain Sweetheart Band? 
Our drummer is going to move away uh, in May, I guess. So we're going to need a new drummer. Um, Or get him to stay. And get what? Or get him to stay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's... He got engaged and is going to move in with his girlfriend in New Jersey. A lot of things happen between adults. (laughs) Yeah, well, I actually would like to – there's two – I have two goals for the band. Um, And since I am only one-fifth of it, uh, but my my goals are – you know, this is – my goals are not necessarily everyone's priorities. But I would like us to go on a tour, like a week-long uh, right. East, East Coast tour, and I've gotten some positive feedback from the rest of the band about this. When we we went on that road trip to New York, we had a great time together, and um, and uh, I think uh, I, these these people are were probably better suited for traveling together than any group of friends I've ever had. Very yeah. very few ar- arguments, and uh, um, everyone's pretty responsible and friendly, and it was it's fun. The other thing is, I want to uh, I want us to record a second album. I want to get the I'm gonna get the drums done before Daniel uh, vamooses because it may take a while to get another drummer. And I, I, I'm only assuming that uh, Adam and Lauren, the other two songwriters, are are gonna stay in town for another year. Um, I think they are, but maybe one of them will get a job or a fellowship yeah, or married or something. So, uh, so yeah, I'd like to record a second album, and uh, we've already got about eight songs for it. Um, and are practicing them, or will be when they when everyone comes back. We'll be debuting the new songs at this show at Lot Ten, the Pork Free performance at Lot Ten. Mm. And uh, if you go through with it, <laughs> actually, when I see these guys Friday night, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna specifically just ask them, how about one more night? How about how about ending the on Saturday the 25th instead of Friday the 24th? Because I don't want a gig ask, without you, pork. You could ask somebody if they could bring a pork dish for you. <laughs> Look, just I know uh, I know you're supposed to be on leave at that point, but please bring me. <laughs> looking, see if somebody could bring a pork dish. Yeah, <laughs> for the show. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah. Well, happy New Year, John. Happy and, New Year to you too, Ed, and to Rian and Owen and Toby. I will I will convey that in the same to and your family as well. Yeah. All right. Farewell. Are you hungry for lunch? Well then let's have lunch Do you want some lunch? Well then we'll give you some lunch Do you have a hankering for lunch? Well then come to lunch Cause it's time for lunch Box with Ed and John That's right, it's time for lunch